Tell me your story, new paradigms for a new world where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. This program is the first program, and my guest doesn't even know this, following the passing of my father. As a matter of fact, as of as of this conversation with my very special guest today, she's returning to our microphones and cameras and so forth via Zoom. Pamela Cummins, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us here on the program. It is actually, uh, and some would say, well, Richard, this is way too soon. It's actually less than 12 hours uh, since his passing. But this program, uh, Pamela, is my therapy. It is what I do. Uh, I was sharing with a good friend of mine just a few moments ago before we started I said that if somebody were to be following my life on these interviews and all the interviews I've done over the over the 40 plus years, they could write my unauthorized biography. I mean, seriously. Um, so it's 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 for me, it's it's a time of talking about these kinds of things. And we won't necessarily go there per se, but I know that it will uh, it will have an impact on what we're going to talk about. And I thank you so much uh, for being with us here on this very special program. And um, my my condolences. Um, I'm, I, you know, may your dad rest in peace. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really surprised that you're here. So, but let's let's if it's your therapy, let's let's go with it and and see what happens. And if you need to stop the show at any time, I understand. Okay? Sure. Well, um, I I did the same thing almost a year ago, and I say almost because it was the end of March of last year when my eldest sister, my father's eldest daughter passed. And uh, I got the phone call and I I had an interview scheduled for 10 o'clock and mm-hmm. I went ahead and did it. Now, interestingly enough, the fa- I shared it with the family. Maybe it was too soon to share it with them, but nonetheless, they heard it and they said, you should have waited. You should have waited because obviously where I was in my mindset, they felt, but it was, I needed to do that. I just did. Uh, even right now, and I, uh, this is this is going to lead into this whole aspect of dreams, because who knows what's going to transpire over the coming days or weeks as I sleep, uh, and what will happen, or even a daydream where maybe I'll hear my father's voice or my father and sisters. Uh, but there are also some interesting synchronicities. My father was born on August thirteenth of nineteen thirty one. And he left his body on 3 1 23, 2023. So there's that 3-1 again. As right. so he came into this world in 1931, but he leaves March 1st. And then another synchronicity. My sister passed a year ago, and they were very close. And basically she went first so that he would have somebody to meet him on the other side. And I just, you know, it's like, that is such a, from my perspective, my view, that is so beautiful to think about it from that standpoint that, wow, you know, yeah, we go through that process alone. We really do. But it's nice to know that we've got friends on the other side that are waiting for us, both people, you know, human, if you will, or, uh, and, and animal friends and so forth. And I've got a lot of them that are waiting for me, but they're gonna have to wait quite a while. (laughs) 
when we talk about dreams and you uh, I just want I just yes, want to go interject ahead. for sure. a second because it's like the <clears throat> synchronicity, but I kind I like to call them godsidents. Oh, um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. isn't that neat? Yeah. I, I didn't come up with that. You know, I heard that a long time ago, but and I know a cat is nothing compared to a parent, but it, it uses my parents when um I met Merlin, okay, my cat Merlin, who has since passed. The woman who was at PetSmart taking, you know, adopting people, her name was Judy. And my mom's name is Judy. Mm -hmm. And when Merlin passed, he passed on February 6th. And I'll never forget that day because that's my dad's birthday. So I really feel like that cat was special and meant to be. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it is now I, myself, you, I like, I like the term, uh, God, God incidents. Godsidents. Godsidents. Like a coincidence? Godsidents. Well, I say there are no coincidence. There are only coincidences. Mm. It's spelled exactly the same. You just pronounce it. You you right. take liberties as the British do with laboratory. And they say <laughs> laboratory. And that's okay. That's good. Uh, I love that, though. That is wonderful. Um, and and you're right. And, and it's interesting, too. You had a cat named Merlin. We did, too. We also had a mm -hmm. lovebird named Merlin. Oh, uh, and both the lovebird and the cat <clears throat> were magical in the sense that when we lost Merlin the lovebird, um, at the time we were living in Phoenix, there were four Siberian huskies that my my present wife uh, had, and they broke through the French doors of the house, knocked over the bird cage, and we thought they'd gotten a hold of Merlin, and mm. you know was he Merlin was gone dead well we held a Thanksgiving dinner uh out on the patio that year and this was like five or six months later who shows up on the fence we recognized Merlin as you know that was Merlin. he got away and he mm -hmm. was still he was still thriving mm -hmm. then our cat Merlin would disappear in the house now he was an indoor indoor cat exclusively. And we were always careful to make sure that the doors were latched and this and that. And then, hey, have you seen Merlin? No, I don't. I haven't seen him. And we would scour the house and could not find him. And then he'd just kind of walk out of out from nowhere saying, you looking for me? So I don't know if your cat was like that or not. Oh, yeah. I think I think they go to like they they're like, hmm. I'm kind of sick of this earth plane. Let me transcend. Let's <laughs> let, let's go to a different uh, plane just for a couple minutes. Ha ha. Look at the humans looking for me. Yeah, that happens a lot. Well, I will tell you that um, he also uh, when uh, when he was on his uh, last minutes, if you will, or hours, he and my wife being in, a, in the cardiology to, uh, uh, field of cardiology had a stethoscope. And of course, she's listening to his heart. And it stopped. And of course, she broke down because, oh, he was such a wonderful. We'd, we'd had him from uh, from Phoenix and we brought him with us and everything. And so we're there and crying over him and so forth. And then all of a sudden he starts to move again. She checks his heart and it's beating. So it was one of those disappearing acts. And then he came mm. back. <laughs> so, you know, there's some so many beautiful kinds of 
uh, God incidents or coincidences that happen in our lives that sometimes are sparked by dreams. Uh, and and we want to talk about that with you being the expert interpreter and spiritual growth coach. Uh, and you love helping your clients and students understand their dreams, uh, the dream meanings, and uh, also uh, helping them uh, to accelerate their personal and spiritual growth. You also have several books and oracle cards, or a deck of oracle cards, and folks can find out about all of these things at your website, which is uh, PamelaCummins.com. Uh, talk to us a little bit and, and a refresher. You are returning to our program, and I'm right. very grateful for your coming back. Um, talk to us, for those who haven't heard this yet, how this all started for you, especially when it comes to the whole uh, uh, dream interpretation. And then, of course, I'd love to go into how you do that. So how, how did this all start for you? Okay. And I, I want to apologize to the audience right now. We're having... I know there's snow throughout the states, but in North Eastern North Carolina, we're having green snow. So I have allergies right now. So. Like that green snow, okay. Yeah, that's what the yellow green snow all over the place. Um, basically, you know the term "doctor heal thyself." Yes. Okay? So it was going into my spiritual growth. Basically, um, <clears throat> I used to smoke a lot of pot. Okay, you know this was. This was like 33 years ago. And, you know, it, it wasn't working anymore. It, it it really wasn't. It wasn't it wasn't hiding the pain or anything. And I had a very dysfunctional childhood. I won't go into that. But I knew that it was time to start healing myself. And once I, you know, once I was clear headed, that's when my dreams came back to me. OK, mm -hmm. um, is a good way of putting it. And I didn't understand them. And I, I actually went to a therapist who helped me interpret my dreams because I found that dream, um, like the dream symbol books never worked for my symbols. Okay. And she started to teach me how to do that. And while I was looking at my dreams, I started having psychic dreams, whether they were precognitive dreams, uh, premonitions of the future or, um, or just a, a, a knowing, um, dreams of the deceased and she she freaked out you know she just that wasn't her area and she got very upset about that and it was time to go but that was how I started so it was my own inner journey that helped me learn about myself and I remember one time being with a group of people this was back like uh, 1990 or whatever and some woman told me her dream and I interpreted it and she was like Lord, she was so happy about it. And everybody looked like, but the rest of the people looked like I had two heads. Okay. <laughs> they really did like, yeah. how did you do that? Um, but I found that the more I did it, the easier it became. And that just brought out like so many different things in, in my life. And my dreams definitely do guide me. So what I, you know, I didn't, I'm not a, uh, Jungian psychiatrist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Okay. I'm more of a, uh, you know, intuitive and dream interpreter, but I just kind of have a natural knack from it for it because I've been doing it so long, just like you're really good at hosting radios and, you know, and the whole radio scene. 
Okay. Cause you've been mm -hmm. doing it so long. Yeah. And that's really what makes you an expert, right? Just like it makes me an expert because I've been doing it so long. And it's funny because I remember um, this blog, uh, this, I'm not going to say his name, but this, he, you know, and I read it and he told me what he gave his, uh, cause he was a psychologist, what he gave his client, um, the interpretation. And I came up with a totally different one, but it was accurate. Because he was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go tell him that, you know, so it it just comes from inside, I guess. And probably I've done this before. Whether or not you believe in a past life or whatever, I've probably done it before. Mm. And I know, too, that uh, if it were a past life and that would put it in the past uh, during times when um, that kind of thing is uh not only frowned upon, it can get you burned at the stake or or worse. <laughs> yes, it can. So, so um, and <laughs> I, I find it very interesting. Uh, we've got uh, in this country right now, we've got people in positions of power who are making decisions as to what we can and can't read, uh, specifically mm -hmm. uh, the southeastern coast. I'm not going to mention exactly where, but I'm sure folks can figure it out where we've got some people who think they know better than us what we should read. And some of the libraries in schools are almost virtually empty and devoid of literature. And I remember a conversation that I had uh, with uh, a former boss who uh, was uh, really in support. This was back in the 80s and early 90s of Congress revoking the Congress printing playboy specifically in braille and so i went to him and i said well okay now bear in mind uh, just a quick refresher for some folks i was born legally blind i was listening to as well as utilizing large print books and listening to talking books and recordings for the blind textbooks and leisure books and uh i was also uh, working uh, at the same time for the christian station i was working for a radio reading service for the blind and visually impaired where they read whatever they can get their hands on, newspapers, magazines, uh, books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, so basically what you are telling me and um, pretty much anybody who will listen to you, that you know better and that you are going to decide what they can read. Whereas you can go into a bookstore, you can look at a book. If you don't like the color of the book, you don't like the title of the book, you don't like the subject of the book, you don't have to read it. But a blind person or one who is visually impaired can't make those choices because they can't see to do that. So you're going to decide that. So you're going to basically usurp their their own uh, inalienable rights, if you will, uh, and, and so forth. And believe it or not, that was one of the very few, shall we say, conversations that I won uh, in other instances, I was just flat out wrong and my logic was flawed. But in that instance, he kind of got it that, you know, who am I to decide what you should? Plus the fact that they print in Braille, the Playboy, the words. They right. don't put the pictures or even descriptions of the pictures in Playboy. Uh, plus the fact I said, look, if Hefner wants to spend the money to get it printed in Braille, more power to him. I think that's great. But it's being done by the Library of Congress. 
And it's been going on for decades, even at that time, a couple of three decades since the magazine came out. So where the heck were you then? You know, why is it, uh, why are you upset now? Uh, so that was one of the things that I found real interesting. And so when it comes to this whole aspect of dream interpretation or any other, we'll call it supernatural uh, expression. How about that? A supernatural expression or spiritual expression because you're a spiritual growth coach and so forth. What does that entail? Basically, a spiritual growth coach is where I help people um, get in touch with their spiritual gifts, okay? whether And by the way, I want to say Jesus had a lot of spiritual gifts. He had intuition about Judas. Um, he could turn water into wine. He did energy healing, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I doubt they're going to take Jesus out of the Bible, but I want to... Uh, Put that out there yeah absolutely okay. absolutely um but it's helping people get in touch with their inner wisdom however that looks to them and also to deal with their issues and you know i'll get whether that's interpreting their dreams or getting you know because i have psychic abilities getting messages for them and helping them to grow spiritually whatever that is because I'll work with Christians, I'll work with Muslims, I'll work with agnostics. I don't, you know, I'm an interfaith minister. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I got ordained four days after 9-11. And I think it's important to accept whatever anybody believes because that's true for them. It's just like books, you know, and, you know, I'm in the South, okay? And they, in Barnes and Nobles actually has a table that says banned books. Um, but I do believe that people should read whatever they want. And if you don't like what people are reading, or if you don't like what I'm saying, don't don't pick up the book, turn the channel or whatever. And that's that's part of the spiritual growth, you know? So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Well, you know, I, I find it interesting again that it's really sad that they actually have to have a table labeled banned books. Um, and I realize this is a little far field, but I find it interesting. Do you know what the one, the very first book that Kindle removed from its list of books to be read? What it was such an irony when I heard about this, when I read about this, the very first book that Kindle removed from its viewing list, its reading list was Fahrenheit 451. A story about the very thing that they're doing, even though it's not literal, of book burning. You know, I thought, wow. When it comes to dreams, um, we were, what's, we have dreams, we have daydreams, we've heard these terms. We also have what are called nightmares. Right. There's nightmares, though, we're only calling them that because uh, th th there's sort of a negative connotation in the in the imagery. It's it's uh, uh, you know it's 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 like watching a horror film, okay? And right. so we call those nightmares, but they're still dreams. Right? Uh, are Not you dreams. able to take people into those types of dreams, the real dramatic ones, um, or do, do do a lot of people have have trouble doing that because they were really horrific? And I really don't want to go back there. Please don't make me go back there. Yeah, and most people. Most people don't want to go back <laughs> into, yeah. into the, they just kind of want to know 
what does it mean? What, how can I stop them? That's what, how can I stop them? But basically nightmares, you know, are alerting you to what you're not paying attention to, whether it's emotions, because we're taught to repress our emotions a lot of times. Um, you know, don't feel angry, don't feel sad, um, or denying maybe, you know, you're un unhappy at a job. So you're not, you're, but you're, you want to stay there because it's good money. And you, and so you have dreams about your boss always going after you. Okay. Or um, I think I'm I sorry, added it just for is, one my Thursday. Mind is kind of scattered but, right okay, now. Okay. That's fine. But, and we'll see you but at they're, two. They're alerting you to issues, I guess you could say. And we'll see you and, at two. And what you need to deal with. We're talking with uh, Pamela Cummins, and uh, she is a, a dream interpreter. She also has quite a number of books, some of them actually on dream interpretation, like Learn the Secret Language of Dreams. Now, to that end, I would like to, to, to ask you about that in terms of the secret language. Is that language something that you have come up with, or is that language one that the individual dreamer has to learn in order to be able to interpret their dreams. Okay, it's um well, it's it's not Latin is probably hard, but I think learning this dream language is harder because there are cer certain universal symbols. Mm -hmm. Okay? For instance, um being naked might mean if you dream you're naked in a dream, it might mean that you're being vulnerable. A lot of people think vulnerability of afraid to show people who you are or you show it too much of who you are and you need to put some clothes on. OK, so there's certain universal symbols and stuff, but really it depends upon the individual. OK, for instance, um, let's use nudity since that's what I came up with. OK, now, if a woman like let's say a nun had a dream that she was nude in church that's going to be very embarrassing okay mm -hmm. that's going to horrify her so that's going to have a totally different meaning for her it might mean because a week ago she was really honest with the nun and the honest the nuns gossip to all the other nuns now i'm not saying this i'm just making this up so i don't mean to any, offend anybody who is a nun or whatever okay where a stripper is going to have a different totally if she dreams that she's naked in church she's might maybe they where she strips at maybe the people call it the church all right or she feels totally comfortable with her body now a nudist maybe they have church services in the nude so you know that's one symbol that means so many different things to people so really it is what about you? Your dream language is about, there's universal, it's about you. It's mm -hmm. about your past experiences that you've had, um, the society you grew up in, okay? Because somebody in Iran is going to have different types of dreams than someone in the U.S. It's about your work, your present uh, issues, because we all have you know, problems in our lives. It's about relationships and it can be about the future and so many different things. You know, it's about you. That's like nightmares really are about you. We talked earlier. What are you denying in life? What are you afraid of? 
What are you um, not paying attention to? What do you do to desire to move forward? Okay, so the dream language is, um, it, it can be very personal. Okay, talking, and can, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to use use an example. It's like, um, like somebody, I don't know, this is what's coming to mind. Somebody sees like a bar fight, right? And the cops come and they ask people, what did you see? What did the guy look like? You're probably going to get like 10 different viewpoints, but in their mind, that's what happened. That's how mm -hmm. they saw it. So we all perceive things differently. Like talking about the books, we all perceive it differently. Exactly. Yeah. We're talking with uh, Pamela Cummins and uh, PamelaCummins.com is our her website. And we'll be linked to that website uh, just as we were with the first interview that we had with her. And we're so glad that she's back with us here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and this is uh, really, uh, quite honestly, uh, a lot of fun talking with uh, Pamela about this, even uh, even as um, I and, and my family are dealing with uh, the realities of, of um, life. And uh, I, I have to say, Pamela, I don't like using the word death, not because I have a problem with it, but because it is so negatively charged. I like transition you know, mm. passing on, moving on. Um, I was told that um, my three remaining sisters and my mother and my brother-in-law, uh, who was married to my eldest sister, um, they were standing around her, a uh, hymn, <laughs> standing around my father, singing what are referred to as the traveling songs that we would sing uh, when we went on vacations when I was a kid. And uh, I just thought how how appropriate that he is traveling on as well. And there was one in particular. Um, you kind of have to set aside the 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 connotations, if you will. It was actually I don't know if it was considered a black Negro spiritual, and I don't know why we were singing it other than one of the groups that my dad loved to listen to. It was a a, a folk a folk group. Uh, the uh, uh, the I want to say the Young Pioneers. I, I don't know if that's correct. Anyway, the song was called Old Black Joe. I hear the distant voices calling Old Black Joe. And it's talking about uh, people uh, around this person who is singing. It's probably Old Black Joe is who's, who's sort of the narrator, if you will, the singer. Uh, oh, everybody's gone. Every, you know, all, all of my childhood friends and so forth. And my dad was 91 and most of his friends, I mean, he would even talk about how they would go to the the high school reunion year after year after year, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. And of course the class got smaller and smaller and smaller, but that's just part of the process of, 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 of the life that we live. And my father always said, um, Eat, drink, and be merry in moderation because nobody gets out of this world alive. But while we're here, and as I was speaking with a rabbi just the other day about a lot of this, the focus needs to be on the here and the now. But we can get some help. And you talk about that in regards to our inner wisdom. How is that different from or is it the same as the still small voice that we would listen to, our intuition, our gut, etc. Because uh, it seems to me like there would be a little bit of a difference there. Uh, is there uh, is there a difference between wisdom, that inner wisdom, and the still small voice? It, it, 
I'm going to say they're brother and sisters. Ah. Is a good way of putting it. Okay? okay, because everybody's we're talking about how like you know the dream language. Yeah. Everybody's inner wisdom is different. And some people call it psychics. Like sometimes your inner wisdom, you can't, it's just a knowing, which is similar to intuition. Okay. It's just a knowing. It's a feeling. It you might get like a, a real quick flash. Okay. And and it's like, what is that? And it, you know, and that's not really intuition. You might see like uh like people like with people like go. I don't want to say ghosts, people who have crossed over. Right. Okay. And come back to visit. You might see them mm -hmm. quickly. You might hear it. Okay. Which is also called clear audience, which I have a lot of. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might even smell it. Okay. Oh. Um, like, well, my mom, you know, she passed away a long time ago and she smoked a lot and I would be driving. This is, and she was, I was going to, um, the I cannot remember the name of it. This was back like in the 90s. I can't remember the name of the school. Um, but I it was a far drive and I drive down there and I'm an, you know, I quit smoking a long time ago. You cannot smoke in my house, you cannot smoke in my car, okay, because I find it very disgusting. But I'd be driving <laughs> in my car and I'm on 287, okay? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'd get a big whiff of cigarettes. Okay. Now that's not intuition. Okay, but inside my my wisdom knew it was my mom, and I'd be like, "Hi, mom," and that's how I knew she was mm. with me. I knew how to buy a car one time because it smelled good. I was with my dad and the salesman, and we opened up a car, right? And I'm like, "No, oh, it smells so good." I thought it was the air freshener, <laughs> but it wasn't. Okay, so in a wisdom, yeah, it, it's like meditation and hypnosis. It's it's similar. How about the difference between dreams and visions? Do people get visions in dreams and vice versa, or are they that's totally a, separate? That's a good question. And quite honestly, I'm really not sure how to answer it because most people do see things in it. But mm -hmm. I'm sure you can. You could probably, actually, th this just came to me, my inner wisdom, okay, mm -hmm. where Someone could have a dream and they're going along and they sit in meditation and they get a vision. So why not? Yeah. Interesting. And also uh, dreams slash visions can be sort of premonitions. I had one, and I think I shared this the last time we were together, where, uh, and this, this dream I had took place prior to 19, 1996, when I had a lens implant and was able to drive. And the dream basically consists of me sitting in the driver's seat behind the wheel of, uh, of a white van, uh, like a Dodge Caravan, you know. Uh, and um, I'm driving along a beautiful, pristine highway, and I come across this incredible forest off to the, off to the right. And the sun is beaming through. You see the light beams, you know, the sunbeams coming through the trees, right? And there's a road. And I turn off, and I get off the freeway, and I go through the forest to this incredible green, beautiful green meadow. And the blue skies, what a contrast. It was gorgeous, just like when we had the snow up here uh, and the green grasses and then the blue skies. And I come upon this stone cottage, this stone house with arched windows. And I go inside and there's my grandmother on my mother's side. And she doesn't say a word. She just looks at me and we hug. 
as if to say, everything's all right. Everything's all right. So this, I'm thinking the dream probably took place shortly mm -hmm. after her passing. So it was sort of a twofold dream. Number one, it was because I was very upset. I was almost removed from the church during the funeral, uh, prior to the funeral, uh, the service, uh, because I was, I was crying so much over, over her passing. But it was also premonition because shortly after I got my driver's license, after the lens implant, my parents sold me their white Dodge Caravan. Mm. And the next thing you know, I'm driving on the freeways of Phoenix. And then the next thing you know, I'm driving on the freeways of California, Los Angeles, and so forth, into the woods, Los Padres National Forest, where we live. Mm. You know? So... Uh, is there a way for, I, I, maybe there isn't a way for us to determine, oh, this has just got messages that I need to be aware of as opposed to, this is uh, sort of, uh, maybe this is going to happen down the road. I don't know when and where, but this would be kind of cool. Or I wonder if there's a way I can avoid that, you know, because it's a nightmare. Well, well, sometimes your inner wisdom, going back to that, will just know there's a knowing, okay? But other times it's... um. It's kind of like practice. This is where like a dream journal comes really in handy, where you write this down um, and you you understand the feeling, you, you know, you the you know, you write down the feeling, how it felt. OK, was there some kind of emotion? Because sometimes a precognitive dream can be what dreams of the future, in case people don't know what can be very symbolic. So you write it down and then you wait for, and then if it happens, then you can go back and say, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened, you know? And, and then the next time a dream like that happens, you, you recognize it. Okay. So it's kind of understanding it, you know, mm. what it feels like. Um, yeah. it, it was kind of like uh, knowing that it was my mom, you know, my mom also, appears like in a dub so it's that knowing and that's what happens with precognitive dreams and precognitive dreams often like you don't re I, I have a feeling you don't remember a lot of your dreams but you remember that dream yeah okay so they kind of stand out too yeah yeah it's interesting uh I have all of these tickets that I, 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 I that I went to all of these movies that went on but I don't remember them. And right. and I know that there are techniques that one can use uh, to remember them uh, because they can be quite profound. They can be quite enlightening and insightful and maybe inspiring as well as entertaining. Um, do you find that when you talk with people about their dreams, not, not so much the specific details in the dream, but more in terms of did you have sound? And was it in color or black and white? Or maybe it was in sepia tone. Who knows? You know, I mean, you know, you talk about uh, using uh, uh, film editing, uh, video editing and and Photoshop and so forth with all the filters they have in there. We've got a, an amazing uh, video editor in there. I'm curious, uh, what's what's been your experience in that regard with uh, the people that you've worked with and with yourself for that matter? Okay, well, I, you know what? I, you know, I never ask, was it in color? Or did you hear anything? I guess maybe that's 
basically they they explain it but i found that yes a lot of times it it they will say i saw this color and i and somebody said this you know or i or i thought to myself mm-hmm. you know cuz that that happens you know like i thought to myself what is going on here what a jerk but no i but a lot of times people do say i saw like for instance this one's coming up i you know my eyes were purple okay mm-hmm. or it was in my my old house and um you know i or i saw blood or you know i heard something so i don't really ask okay. for me it's more like what did you feel cuz yeah. that's important what did you feel cuz that's going to change the dream did you feel happy did you feel sad did you feel scared that's what's really important i've even had physical sensations and usually the physical sensation in the context of the dream which is kind of interesting how it gets incorporated is uh, the bladder is a little on the full side and <laughs> you need to wake up get up <laughs> or you're cold yeah uh it's it's really uh, fascinating to me um this part uh, and is this uh, this whole dream aspect this is all in the subconscious or the unconscious um or do we know it's really proof of that i feel like it's both yeah okay like it's like um the example i'm gonna get if you get like you daydreaming okay but you're still aware of everything that's going on okay or you all of a sudden you're meditating and you're, you know, you're meditating lightly and, and you can hear or you go like really deep that you're almost asleep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens with the dream. Sometimes when you're having a light dream and you're about to get re- up, that's more in the subconscious. When it's really deep, it's unconscious or in the case of uh, deceased dreaming of, let's say, those who've crossed over. OK, because that's a nice way and you're having a conversation or with angels i don't even know if it's in the unconscious i feel like it's in a different realm mm-hmm. okay now i'm sure i'm not scientific so i'm sure science could explain it the beta the theta and all yeah. that much better yeah. than i could to me that doesn't matter matters what's occurring how do you feel how's this going to help you and you know uh when it comes to talking about the <clears throat> past lives and i've heard um uh, of course, I've had conversations. I've been through uh, LBL or Life Between Lives therapy. God, that was so cool. That was mm-hmm. I'd 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 even go back to the therapist that I went to uh, here in Santa Barbara and say, "Can I go back again, please?" And of course, he'd say, "Well, you can go back, but you don't need me," you know, kind of thing. Uh, but it was just such a cool life. And uh, this one is too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that one, as I look back on it, there's a movie I'd like to replay. Mm-hmm. You know, because. Um, I was just as gregarious. I was just as outgoing. I was just as friendly and and amenable as I am today. And I say that not sarcastically. (laughs) Um, uh, At least I'd like to think that I'm all of those things these days. But uh, um, it was such a wonderful experience. And I'm I'm wondering, too, if if dreams have ever uh, if you've had those experiences either personally or with clients, with with people you work with. <clears throat> who have tapped into not it, it it's a dream but somehow some way it's a dream of one of their past lives a, a, a period of time in one of their past lives oh absolutely i have and i've had clients now for anybody out there who feels offended or this can't be 
true. Whether or not you believe it, it doesn't matter. Does it help help the person? But yes, right. absolutely. Right. You know, people have it in their dreams because, um, well, for one thing, if we had thousands of past lives or even 10, we go into, they call it the river of forgetting. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can't remember them because how are we going to function? Okay. And sometimes you can do hypnosis, you can do meditation, but sometimes it's easier for it to come into your dreams because your, your ego's out of the way. Mm-hmm. Your conscious mind isn't there. And when it does come in, it's usually to help you with something. You can also have dreams and just like precognitive dreams, there's a knowing it was you. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, that inner wisdom, that intuition, whatever you, there's a knowing. Okay. You can also have dreams that you're someone else. Okay. Ah. And that feels, that feels a little different. And maybe you're actually tapping into somebody else's life. Okay. I, I want to share this dream because I remember having this dream. I was single at the time. I was working at a car dealership doing bookkeeping. This was back in the 80s. Okay. I'm dating myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I had this dream and I remember it because we were right across the street from a 7-Eleven. And I had this dream where there was this really good looking guy who was my husband. He was gorgeous. Who was a landscaper, had this big truck. And I'm up there and I'm talking to him. And it felt like I knew him and everything else, okay? And it was really neat. And it didn't feel like a desire to have someone in my life. This felt like an actual life. And I don't know if you've seen on like certain science fiction where we have different earths and different, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different realms and stuff. Oh, yeah. maybe Maybe this was Pamela in another realm where she was married. You know, you you never know. Dreams are like really amazing. Pamela Cummins is my guest. PamelaCummins.com is the website. I'm Richard Dugan, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. We bring you new paradigms for a new world as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. That's right, to help make your dreams come true. Uh, It's only if you want them to come true. Some of the dreams we have, maybe we don't want to go down that road. But there are different kinds of dreams. Is that correct? Well, how, how many different kinds of dreams are there? I don't, I would have to sit there and um, I'm just going to rattle some off. Okay. Okay. I've mentioned precognitive dreams, dreams of the deceased, um, solution dreams, uh, environment dreams. Those are the dreams when, you know, mother nature is calling relationship dreams. I call them spiritual chapter dreams when you're going on to a new phase in your life health dreams i know i'm forgetting lucid dreaming okay which i'm not an expert in ptsd which is post-traumatic stress disorder which is things that have actually happened and i know there's more i'm just you know i just my brain can only hold so much (laughs) in the conscious state but there are a lot of different oh think uh one of my colleagues she calls them smoke smoke stack dreams so things that have happened to you during the day like like things that irritate you might come up you know so there's all different types and i find that dream categories help interpret them better like for instance like you said like you know you have a dream that makes you get up in the middle of the night you know you're looking for a bathroom or you're thirsty um you know those though you know that those really aren't giving you a solution okay unless of course because i i've had this and i know other some of my clients where you actually go in the dream 
Okay. And it's kind of like you're letting go. Or if it's, you know, if it's number one, you could be pissed off at something. So it, it depends. Mm. I, I just, this conversation is just so cool. And, and the, the other thing I wanted to, to, to talk to you about has to do, and of course I did ask you to define a little bit if you could, and you gave us a wonderful answer as opposed to the difference between the inner wisdom and the, in the, in the still small voice and so forth. And I think that's really cool. Uh, <clears throat> but there's, there's a, 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 an element uh, uh, to all of this that everyone has these dreams. All right. Now, there's a difference between dreams. I know that there's a difference between dreams and deja vu. I've been here before. Now, sometimes we might have a dream. And then in this reality, we end up there. Uh, I I had. Um, I've had the feeling like when my wife and I went to Ireland, we were there twice. There were certain instances where. I've been here before. I had I've never been to Ireland in my life in this lifetime. And yet I've been here before. This feels familiar. Um <clears throat> and I'll tell you that I have defined deja vu experiences as the universe basically giving me signposts saying you're going in the right direction. I understand you don't have a lot of trust right now, but this is we're giving you these signposts to let you know you're going in the right direction. Once I tapped into that and I knew that, and now I'm listening to my still small voice, that inner voice, the guidance, the wisdom, whatever, however we want to put it. I can't remember the last time I had a deja vu experience. <laughs> and I'm wondering, too, as far as the dreams are concerned, you know, we're all we're trying to grow spiritually as well as in other areas of our lives. And so I have to wonder if 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 we would have dreams for. Well, I don't know, for maybe just sheer entertainment purposes. While we're sleeping, the, <laughs> the, the other Why part not? of this, you know? Like those, those are usually, you, those are when, and we've all experienced this, where you're having such a good dream and you wake up and it's like, why'd you wake me up? I want to go back. I want to go back. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, why not? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. And in those deja vu it, it can happen during the daytime and the nighttime. And yeah. I think when you need it, it will happen. You know, you, yeah. you can't, you, it's not like you can like, like drapes, like curtains, you can't custom order deja yeah. or whatever. It, it, that I think it's good because, you know, us humans want to be in such control and you can't be in control of that. Yeah. You know, what just struck me, and this I, I, this is, again, another one of these, a little off the subject here, but what just struck me was the, 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 uh, the attributes that we, we acquire through the DNA, through the chromosomes from our parents and their parents and their parents, our ancestors. And throughout my career, and it started very early, ironically at 12, because I did my first interview uh, with a local personality in Phoenix when I was 12 years old to write that infamous paper that we all have to write. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say, and I don't know if you can say this or not, or maybe there are periods of time in, in a person's life where they can say this, but for the majority of my life, 
the majority of my 62 years on this planet, I have um, felt like I've been in the right place at the right time. Even when I was going through my divorce, when I filed bankruptcy twice in this lifetime, uh, when I uh, popped a wheelie on a ramp with my buddies uh, when I was younger on my bicycle and I forgot to pull up on the front wheel and I went ass over tea kettle and I scratched up a brand new watch that I'd been given for Christmas and uh, all of the other. Oh, and then I fell off a wall in Sedona. There's this church in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, I think it's uh, Church in the Rock or something like that. And I was told not to get on the wall because I will hurt myself. Well, I fell off the wall. I landed flat on my belly, knocked the wind out of me. Mm. And of course, you know, all of the, the comforting and everything. And, and and there was no real chastisement other than, you know, what we did, we did tell you that you might fall, you know, but you're okay. You're okay. Dust yourself off. Away we go. Um, do you find that, that you get those instances? And I don't know if that's the inner wisdom telling you or the inner voice, yeah, keep going. Don't stop now. Keep moving. Right, right. Um, I think this is for me personally, when I feel like I'm in the um, wrong place, it's because, well, why that happen? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I believe that, yes, and I and every choice that I make and we humans make, and it might seem like the wrong thing, as long as you learn from it, mm. you know, there's a, there's that saying, you know, and this is from, and this is a personal story. Um, that me and this guy was seeing, we broke up. So it was kind of like shame on him, but I took him back and we broke up again and it was shame on me. And then he wanted to get back to together with me. And I was like, third time, well, that's that I'm going to have to be, you know, shame on me because I would have to be a real idiot. Okay. I said, I used swear words with that, but you know, <laughs> but, you know that's okay. that. uh, but I would have to be really stupid to take them back three times, but we learn from that and we learn from our dreams. So we're always in the right place. I remember um, before I, you know, I went to the psychic and I said to her and she, I said, I'm so afraid I'm going to choose the wrong card because whoops, sorry about that. Because I didn't want to, um, <laughs> I didn't want a bad card. And she looked at me and she's like, you're never going to choose the wrong card. You know, I just might not like it. <laughs> you know, that, That's what it comes down to, but we're not always going to like it. Yeah. But when you think about it, like, um, you know, when my mom passed, believe me, I did not like that. But I learned so much from her passing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when when I got a partial hysterectomy, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. But I learned something from that. So we always learn. There's a, a psychic said to me a long time ago, out of her out of horror comes wisdom so that and to go back earlier to the nightmares right who wants a nightmare nobody wants a nightmare nobody wants to wake up and go oh my god mm -hmm. um but there's out of that horror of a dream there's wisdom through it mm -hmm. yeah you know the deja vu experiences i was describing um 
I don't get them as often because apparently I'm connected enough now where the universe says, you know, if you need it, we'll give it, but you don't need it right now because you're you're doing just fine. You're going on the right, you're going in the right direction. <clears throat> now that's my interpretation. Mm. Um, and and I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not really remembering my dreams because I'm uh, and again, I'm not boasting here by any means, but because I'm doing so much of that inner work and trying to resolve this and uh, come to terms with that and so forth. Right. It was like um, <clears throat> when can uh, I interrupt for a minute. Sure. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. There are people we all dream. OK, we don't remember them, but people get what they need from different sources. So when like you, you know, for you, dreams aren't really aren't your thing. OK. Other the deja vu was for you, or you might get it through talking through people. For me, dreams or I don't remember all my dreams. For somebody else, it might be you know meditation. We all get it through different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. Uh, and uh, of course, so that means that. <clears throat> oh well, how about this? If we all dream, whether we remember them or not. Are there ways to bring those dreams to our recollection, our conscious recollection? I mean, you know, even those dreams that when I wake up, I've got to write this down. I, I remember it. I remember it. But 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, darn it. I didn't write it down. What was that dream about? You know, are there files that we can tap into to, <laughs> to pull up some of these dreams? Probably through hypnosis, it would probably be easier to have someone else do it than for you to do it. Because I think I told the story the last time how we were, I, I was at this hypnosis com convention and the guy was taking us through this long meditation and I got bored. He, you know, some people need like a long uh, dialogue to get into the space where I was right there. And I got so bored that I actually went back into a dream that I had forgotten about. And when I woke up, uh, I was like, oh, I forgot the dream again. But yeah, I think that we can go back into the dream if if we need to do that. So. Well, this is is fascinating to me because it's a part of us. It is a part of us that is also tied to the divine. Uh, in some in some way now the still small voice or that inner wisdom to me is tied to the divine but Absolutely. i'd also like to think that <clears throat> when we're getting messages through our dreams that is still connected to uh, there's that conduit that's going to the divine to and from actually uh from the divine to us and and vice versa and um and i think that's really kind of cool because we can never say that we're we're separate we're always connected. There is no separation in spite of the fact that I know there are a lot of people that would like to be left alone. They want to get off the grid. They want to be all by themselves, live as, as, as a hermit, you know, okay, that's fine. That's your choice. Absolutely. You can do that. But they're still not alone. Okay. Besides, but they're still not alone. Exactly. Besides being connected to the divine, your angels and everything else, there's still going to be a grasshopper or there's going to be, you know, grass or, or plants or animals you're never completely alone you might feel lonely 
but we're always connected. But yes, the dreams and, you know, we're always getting messages from the, from the divine. Yeah. Always. And, and we need, I, I, I impress this upon people all the time that we need to stay connected. We need to listen to, but more important than all of that is we need to follow the promptings. We need to follow the promptings. Right. Um, I think we've talked about this before that the inner voice and even that inner wisdom, it will never put you in harm's way. It will challenge you. And there is a difference. It will challenge you, but it will not put you in harm's way. That's not its purpose. No, no, it's, it's, it's really to help, help you grow and to help yeah. you move forward, whether it might even be like, um, go, you know, don't, don't make a left where you normally go, make a right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but I always go this way. And you go that way, right? And, you know, there was an accident and you're there for five hours where if you had made a right, you, yeah. you wouldn't have dealt with that. And that can be symbolic for other things in your life. Exactly. You know? Always, you know, it always makes sense. Need to tap into uh, that information that's always there. You know, I, I've gotten... For the majority of my life now, I've gotten to the point where it's always, it's now it's almost second nature. I, I don't mm -hmm. ever want to take it for granted, but it's like, it's almost second nature where I don't even have to ask the question, should I turn left or right? You know, should I do this or that? You mm -hmm. just get that sense. You just get that feeling. Uh, it's like, um, okay, I'm going to let go of the, I'm going to let go of the rudder of this ship. Uh, you tell me which way. <clears throat> uh, it, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that one country song, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> right, right. Well, but, you know, you could be, well, maybe I should make a left. And then you see like birds flying towards the right. And you're like, okay, I'll go that way. Now, obviously, you don't have to do that when, when you're driving. I do want to point out, though, when, that people want to know how they can tap into their intuition and their inner wisdom and they're not in touch with it. Get quiet. That's the way you can do. Get quiet. And if you're and it's really hard to tap into your inner wisdom when you're like, woe is me, or you're angry, or or you're really sad. It you need kind of like a peaceful state of mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that will help you begin to get in touch with it because it's hard to hear that inner voice and that inner wisdom with all this stuff going on, you know, it's like being at a, you know, at a nightclub and there's a band playing and your phone rings and you don't hear it because there's too much going on, yeah. right? You need to push all that stuff aside. And the more you practice it, then even sometimes when you're really upset, the inner wisdom, you might hear it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too that it it it, it will give you perspective. And a lot of times, I was, I was in the hospital back in two thousand twenty one. Uh, had my gallbladder and a gallstone removed, an infected gallbladder and a golf ball size. I I actually uh, uh, saw my surgeon just the other day. She was on one of our programs because she's with the local clinic here, and. Uh, I said, was it a Titleist or a Ping golf club? She responded, oh, it was a Ping. <laughs> but um, I remember being in the hospital and there was some discomfort. It felt more like indigestion. Okay. 
And it didn't go away for several hours. And that's why my wife says, we're going to the hospital. And we did. And there you go. So I'm laying there prior to the surgery. And I'm thinking the, the only thing that was really going through my mind was. You're going to be on the other side of this before you know it. And I was on the other side of it before I knew it. Uh, and the pain that I felt afterwards wasn't any more than what I was experiencing prior. Um, and, you know, which was not a bad thing, but uh, it's it's like I was getting the that message. You're going to be on the other side of this before you know it. So you don't need to be afraid. And I wasn't. I was I quite, quite honestly, I was actually rather elated that I was in the hospital, uh, specifically because I didn't have my phone with me. And it was so nice. <laughs> it was wonderful. And all I had were people to talk to, the attendants and the nurses, et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was like a mini vacation. Not that I would recommend having your gallbladder taken out uh, on vacation. <laughs> but for me, that was my observation. That was my perspective. It was just, it was like, and then I asked the, the, the surgeon uh, prior to the surgery, well, while you're in there, why don't you take out my appendix? Apparently, I don't need that either. She says, no, we don't do twofers. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, perspective. Dreams can give us perspective. Our inner wisdom can give us perspective yes. that maybe we hadn't thought of before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it's extraordinary. It really is. Pamela Cummins is my guest. And we're talking about dreams. She is a dream expert as well as a spiritual growth coach. And uh, we are here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And one of those uh, things that we talked about is sort of the other dimensions, the other realms uh, of the universe that we probably can only get to by shedding the body, as it were. My father has done that. My eldest sister has done that. I've had friends, <clears throat> good friends who have done that over the years. I've had pets who have done that. And uh, I got to tell you, I love the fact that there's going to be this incredible crowd of people when in another 40, maybe 50 years, I'll be joining them. Because uh, I just have too much I want to do, you know, uh, but then again, I can't control the universe and its timetable. I don't know when my my departure date and time are. And you know what? It's OK, because I'm sure like you, uh, Pamela, I'm good to go. You know, I don't want to, but I'm good. I'm not afraid. Like my sister, she shared in a conversation I had with her. She says, I'm not afraid. I'm ready. I'm OK with this. And I thought, oh, I am so glad that she is not afraid because I've heard that th that it can be very traumatic if you are stuck in that fear at that yeah. time, you know yeah. Well, it, I yeah I think most of us I know I know for myself when I go I hope it's quick <laughs> you know I don't want, yeah I want this long I mean the the good thing about like a long illness is that you get to say goodbye to everyone you know you you spend time with them, you, um, you can make amends and all that. But I think that most people would just be like, I want to go. Yeah. Cause it really is just a different plane. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I enjoy life. Um, if you ask me right now, do you want to die? No, I enjoy life. I yeah. enjoy, I enjoy my honey. I enjoy my, um, animals. I enjoy, you know, 
my sister who just called me, I, you know, there's, I enjoy working with people. I writing, there's so much I enjoy, but I know that life goes on. You know, I've, because I, I've been in contact with them. They've been in contact with me. I've had dreams of the deceased. I've, you know, so many of my clients have dreams of their loved ones coming over. In fact, that's a lot of my clients, you know, they're like, I had this dream. Is it, you know, was it really him? And, you know, a lot of people ask me about dreams of deceased. They're my most popular blogs, honestly. Mm -hmm. So we all, and you can feel their presence too. If you get into that, you know, quiet, quiet space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, last year was a, a year where I had a lot of close friends and relatives pass away <clears throat> from uh, a dear friend who lived across the street from us. He was in his 90s. And I know that sounds trite and, and, and a little unfair to say, but he lived a good life um, because but he did. He did live a good life. And we had a lot of fun together. Uh, he taught me a lot. And then, of course, a dear friend who is a programmer here on this station <clears throat> who passed away then in February. He was January. And then this gentleman was February. He was also a good friend. He coined the phrase that they use on this program, the producer. We want to thank the producer, Richard, the Duke Dugan. Uh, and mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's neat. <clears throat> and um, and then, of course, there was my sister in March. And um you know, it was a rough beginning to 2022. I'm going to say that it hasn't been a rough beginning to 2023 because my father was never the same after his, after her passing. And he just, he wanted to go. He just wanted to go. And, and, and now he is, he's, he's, he's where he wants to be. And he's out of that body. He's not in pain. There's no Parkinson's. There's no dementia, none of that. And I'm just thinking of the movie uh, Defending My Life. Uh, with Meryl Streep and uh, Albert Brooks and um, Meryl Streep's character is just having the time of her life eating whatever she wants and not gaining a pound. And Albert is just going nuts with fear going, oh, my God, the review. Oh, my God, they're going to send me to hell. And, not and it's like, Albert, you've missed the point. It is only a review. It is not a judgment, you know. Right. And so I think about that and thinking, OK, well, my dad is less than 12, uh, less than 12 hours uh, over to, I call it the other side, but it isn't really. It's just a, uh, it's a dimension we can't see. You know, mm -hmm. it's like he's right here, but I just can't see him. And, uh, and okay, um, I've been been through that life between lives thing, you know. And, of course, I learned that uh, you started, I even read uh, Dr. Newman's books, the case studies, where people, they will, they'll rest for a little while. And again, mm -hmm. there's no time, on you know, there. And, uh, and and maybe they'll hang around for a little while to make sure everything's okay. Uh, uh, and then they'll go do the life review. And then I, I, I thought this was fascinating. Then there are classes that you can take. I thought that was so cool. You know, continued education, you know, on the other side, as it were. I just find all of this so incredible and fascinating and and quite honestly, fun. Yeah, well, it's funny because people are like, when I go to heaven, I can finally rest and stuff. You know, and people think, oh, I'm going to hang out with God and I'm going to eat bonbons and it's going to be <laughs> great. And it's like, yeah, you'll get some of that, but you still have to do work yeah. on yourself. Yeah. You know, you still have to help others. 
Yeah. Uh, some people go into it's like actual hospitals if they had a really traumatic death or they have to, you know, look at stuff. It's it's yeah. not like you're just going to float on a cloud forever. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that from the uh, again, this is just from my experiences being around uh, these folks uh, of this philosophy. 15 years I worked for a Christian radio station and the way they would describe heaven, it was. We're going to be sitting or kneeling or whatever, and we'll be worshiping God for all eternity. I'm going, okay, <clears throat> I, I understand giving God God's due. All right. I appreciate the life that I've been given. I, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's move on to something else because just sitting there and worshiping just seems kind of boring. Well, I don't think, you know, I don't think that's what it is, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, and, you know, if you think of God as one being, you know, or like yeah. as the father, he's not going to want you to do that. He's going to be like any other father. Get off your butt and start doing stuff. <laughs> well, it's like that. My analogy, you know, uh, of the person walking around in a field, a meadow, and they're carrying their will in their hands. And I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. And they toss it up, as it were. And God is moved when God catches their will in his hands compressing it down. And I say his, and we've anthropomorphized him or God. Anyway, he's compressing that person's will, that individual's will down into the size of a baseball. And he rears back and hurls a Nolan Ryan 90 mile an hour fastball smack dab in the forehead of that individual and says, similar to what you said, then do something with the life I gave you. You are not a puppet on a string being manipulated by forces you do not understand. Right. And that to me is, I try to get that across to people. And uh, by the way, who is that long black tailed <laughs> critter who's uh, meandering in front of and you? You there? can probably hear Pedro, my parakeet in the back. I hear, That's yes. Rhiannon? Rhiannon? She's, not, she's hiding. She does oh. not want you to see her face. She Come is on, marvelous. I love it. I love it. It's fabulous. Right. You know what? It's easier just to pet her because if not, she's going to go around my feet and she might meow and scratch me. So it's just easier. So, well, she's actually tapped into something that happens around this time of the interview. And that is that we're just about to wrap things up. But I want to remind you folks that we're talking with Pamela Cummins. And PamelaCummins.com, and she's a dream expert as well as a spiritual life, a spiritual growth coach. And you can go to her website and find out more about her as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, Pamela, first of all, thank you for giving us so much time and coming back again to talk about these things here thank on this program. Uh, it's not just helpful for me. Yeah, this is my therapy, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that it's helpful for those who are listening as well as watching on YouTube. Are there any final words, any comments, any suggestions that you might offer to someone who is, I don't know, maybe curious and or even grappling with trying to uh, understand what it is they're experiencing in that dream state? Um, well, first of all, obviously, write, write them down, record them, you know, have some type of journal, whatever you're comfortable with, so you can review them. And yeah. then slowly but surely, think of what's going on in your life, what happened in the past, what you were feeling in them, okay? Mm -hmm. And just keep doing it. Practice makes perfect. And when it comes to symbols, please don't go straight to a dream, you know, app or a dream mm -hmm. dictionary. Kind mm -hmm. of think, what does that symbol mean to me? 
Right. And if right. you get really stuck, well, of course I have services, you know, but I want to say, even with my services, I always give a couple dream interpretations, but you know, which one is right. It's kind of like, you know, the inner wisdom, the inner ding, 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 ding. Yes. That one feels right. That one possibly could be usually it's aspects of them all, but mm -hmm. start doing it. And also, um, you can also go and meditate and think about what the dream means to you. You might get insight that way too. Well, as always, I have three final questions that I ask my guests here on the program, and I will ask those uh, of you in just a moment. But first, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices. To help make your dreams come true, we're here on Sundays at 7 a.m., 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m., and we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. We podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. We hope that you will subscribe or at least get, uh, click the notification so that you will be notified when a new interview is posted. And uh, we try to get them up as quickly as we can. We try to do as many as we can each week. Uh, so, um, And we're thankful for those of you who are reposting the interviews as well. We encourage you also, as we've been doing throughout this program, to spend some time during this, the decade of perfect vision, going within, sitting still, being quiet, and listening to that still, small voice, tapping into your inner wisdom and we hope that you will spend time doing that and if you can support the support us financially we would greatly appreciate that we have a paypal account it is there for your security as well as ours and all you have to do is put in my email address when it asks for it and it's richard at richarddugan.com with all that being said we are now going to ask um ask our guest here on the program to talk about answering these three final questions here. And here we are in our 15th year. It's hard to believe it's been 15 years uh, plus that we've been doing this program. It's uh, it's really very cool. Um, first question is who is Pamela Cummins? Oh, um, and what's coming up for me is I am a child of God. <laughs> I am a child of God. <laughs> What is your life's purpose? To help people and also to have compassion and to validate them. Mm -hmm. And finally, what was your best day? My best day. Okay. Well, I answered one. Um, <laughs> okay. Honestly, every day, every day is good. But one of my best days was... This and this is coming up for me is I went to England with my family. Mm -hmm. I went with my dad and when my stepmom was alive and my sister and niece and brother-in-law. And I had spent some days with my dad and stepmom, some days with, you know, my sister and, and her family. But one day I took like five hours and I explored the city on my own. And that was so much fun being alone in London. You know, oh. going to the uh, the British Museum, and I also went to the uh, 
the London Library and just walking around the streets. That was a blast. That was one of my best days. Oh, my. I can relate to um, our times in Ireland. We were there for a month, but it was split into two, two week periods. Um, uh, once in 2002, 2003 over Christmas and New Year's. And the next 2004, we were there in late February or uh, late January, early February. Oh, and, and walking through the towns. That is such a blast. Such mm. a blast. I want to thank you so much for giving us so much time and for giving us such wonderful memories to think about. That's very cool. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. And I'm Richard Dugan, thanking you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol. Jeanette, I am listening. And dad, have fun. <laughs>